Wait, dance like somebody <laughs> mom, man. I do. I really Kill do. Kill it, Fred. Fred. Copyright. Everybody <laughs> get a suit on that. Everybody get a suit. P I G P O P P A. No info for the D E A. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, walk back in time. Mm-hmm. You know, circa ninety six, ninety seven, something like that. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember mm-hmm. notorious. I remember notorious. No, no, notorious. Yeah, that was back in the good old days when rap was good. When yeah, you shots were, fired. We're the old Dang. guys now. Saying back in the good old days. I was. Rap so was I was good. only. I was only two. <laughs> so I don't really. I can't. Uh, you couldn't appreciate this. I can, but I mean, those weren't my good old days. I get you. Yeah, that's fine. I, when were your good old days? Were like Soulja Boy. That was, I think, I like Knife Trying to Be Funny, but those were, those that were was probably like, our good old days. Those like, were like the teenage, yeah. That was our, that was our. This is what I came up on, like, as a kid. 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, then when I got to the high school, it was like Soulja Boy, Tell Them, yeah, Pretty Ricky. Were they rappers, though? <laughs> yeah, they were for our time. Oh, okay. Soulja Boy was. Greek was kind of like a. I remember when they first came out with a Laffy Taffy. I was like, it's going downhill. <laughs> it's going down. It's trash. Let me get it. You know, Laffy Taffy. You know what I just realized? Uh, Pretty Ricky is exactly what Drake would be if Drake was a group. Like the, no. the elements of Drake. Don't disrespect yeah. that. Drake, Drake, yeah, that's no, it is. Drake it has is. a million times more talent than that entire group. Don't ever disrespect that. I'm not saying that the man. talent level, but I'm saying like the mm-hmm. style. You okay, had the well, rapping. You had the rapping with spectacular. Okay. And uh, you had the the soft. Sinking with pleasure, P. Mm-hmm. It was like they were hard, but you didn't really believe they was hard because they yeah. were really for the ladies. Then you got like Baby Blue. Yeah, kind of like his Jamaican. That's what I'm side. saying. It takes all of them. His Jamaican side. His <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> side. I, I can it's, see where you're going. A, it's a loose connection there. It's a loose connection. As long just, as you acknowledge, it's loose. It's loose. It's very if you look loose. at it with one eye closed, then the other eye likes <laughs> it. It was just a thought in the I dark. Had right like, no, no, <laughs> bad lighting. Left left eye closed, right eye. You can barely see like the Don. What's her name? Donna Goodo. Ba- can you see? Barely. barely. You can barely, barely see from that right now. Help it all the time. Shout out to FK. Appreciate what up, Fred? you hosting us still. Fred on the grill today. Yeah, I, I smell it. He yeah. let the door crack for us to yeah. smell. What you, what you cooking? You got them wood chips in there, huh, boy? Yeah. Miss, okay. Skeet wood chips. All right, he trying to be all secretive with the recipes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> That's what's up. How y'all doing? Missed y'all. Don't lie, Chris. I did. He was just down us a minute ago. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did. How y'all been? Been all right. Been yeah. all right. Trey, how's the, how's the foot? It's good, man. I go. To, I start physical therapy tomorrow. Okay. Um, so I get my boot off in three weeks. So I'll Ooh. be happy. So you hooping in four? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any like understanding of how and all injury works? <laughs> no, I'm joking. You no. shouldn't. You no. shouldn't even think about the square at this point. Nah, I, I won't be hooping until. At the earliest, like December, November. Chris gonna be telling people you running from the wolf and watch. I am gonna take advantage of this time. Like, what else? Trey Trey don't want to see me on the court. I've been waiting for twelve weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Trey is not trying. I've been waiting since March when I injured myself. Nah, he been out that boot. He been out that boot. (laughs) (laughs) Fake boot. He faking it. Yeah, he faking it. His Achilles ain't injured. (laughs) With what you been doing? What you been cooking? I've been good. I've been uh, cooking. Last night I made steaks. I saw um, one of the chefs I, I follow, Gabrielle McVeigh. Yeah, she did steaks like the day before, and I was like, oh, that looks good. Did y'all peep so how she said steaks? Steaks. Plural. Plural. Mm-hmm. I meant. No, 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 uh, you know, Laquay, we'll speculate. Laquay, I'm, 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 I
Why are they so hood? Always, they always get the worst name. So All right, your, your homegirl, Water Melandre. Water Melandre. Water Melandre. <laughs> Obama Nikwa. Obama Nikwa. No, the second state could say a mystery. I like people to say that. Yeah. yeah. You know, let them guess. Yeah, let them guess. No, it was Kelly's. Hey, Kelly. What up, Kelly? <laughs> That's Kelly's state. Mm-hmm. Um, Save me a piece. That's what you yeah. want us to think. Mm-hmm. That's what you want us to think. No, we keep it real. But yeah, it no, I've been good. Yeah, yeah. I've been good. Um, This was a good week. This was a really good week. Bro. Yeah? I'm good. What made it good? Um, I don't know. I feel like... Quarantine just come with those like highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So this true. is a high. This is true. This, is this week was a high. This is, I had, um, this is true. I did a fast this week. I finished a fast this week, so I had some really good time with God, and right. it was quiet. It was just mm-hmm. a good week. Um, every little fires everywhere. Do y'all watch that? Anybody that watched I that? Little fires. Oh my little goodness! Are, I, the the finale it. came out. I've never heard of this show. On Wednesday, it's great. It's is on it, Hulu. Is it kind of like? I mean, even even sounds similar. Is it kind of like you remember that show, Pretty Little Liars? No, it's nothing like okay. that. No, no, no. Um. It takes two moms, um, a black mom played by Carrie Washington, and then a white oh, mom mm-hmm, played by Reese Witherspoon. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so. It's, it's hard so, to explain. Give me two. I have seen the preview. Give me two. Yeah, me two. it's hard to explain what it's about, but if you if you watch it, you'll be hooked. I'm, Check this out. I'm already hooked. So Carrie Washington, uh, <laughs> my sister used to really love the TV show Scandal. Me too. And she got so into it that she met like the entire cast like multiple times. Wow. To the point like she they had a uh, they were on some show we could call in. And they called, and they knew my sister's name before she even said who she was. And she won a she won a contest to have a FaceTime with Carrie Washington. Jennifer, if you're listening, whenever that happens, I need to be there. Please. I just want to say hi. Could the squad be there? <laughs> Could I be there? Why don't you do it on the show, Jennifer? We just want to say hi. You know what I'm saying? You know, hold on, hold on. Let me take over. Let me take over. Because the squad might be too much. If I could be there. Chris, I can represent Chris, us. Look Chris, at this right here. Chris, shut up and put your hands away. I'm, I'm sad. But I'm Carrie your brother. Look, but, but, but look, because I can hear it change yeah. their mind. But, but Jen, I'm your brother. <laughs> I'm your brother, you know? Red like green light, you know? That was us. My man's playing patty cakes right. talking about red like green light. <laughs> you, know, you, you got to throw everything out there. Everything you got. Everything you got. Camp Dynamite. <laughs> Mildred oh, Green Elementary School. Jen, make that, make that connection for us, please. Yeah, Jen. Claiming it now. I, I won't even have to say nothing. I just, you know, I just want to know she did. On the other, on the other line. Somewhere on the other line. You know, I'm putting my ear to the back of the phone. <laughs> That's weird. That's so weird. That's uh, they, weird. Uh, they on their Tevin Campbell. Mm. Oh, That's uh, really weird. Y'all remember, y'all remember um, my Golden Chick story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they called. They hit me back. Oh, I saw that. How did that end up working out? You said that's the text. They gave me yeah. four tenders. They're going to free I just rip, rip, it just I just dawned on me. I got to call them back because. Hold up. Chris, so, Chris said, I just dawned on me. It, boy, it, you it are, some, you are something else. That boy is good. <laughs> I tell you. He was, it just he dawned on me. I need to call them back because they texted me yeah. at like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. And they were like, hey, we saw your review. This is with Golden Chick. Um, Response review response team something real official. I was like, okay, this is through tech. It's official at nine thirty at night. Yeah, exactly. This is not through somebody. This is somebody from their phone. Exactly. And I was like, yeah, give me a call tomorrow. We can talk about it. They're like, okay, no call, no call. Nothing. Of course. They're like, you missed a shot. (laughs) We reached out. So I I let a day go by, and then I ended up calling them because I was like, they're not gonna call me. So I called them at like nine thirty at night. (laughs) I was actually at Raising Cane too, which was a completely accident. That's (laughs) hilarious. And I was like, yo, uh, yeah, I'm here to buy my review. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I explained everything that happened about how they were rude and messed up my order and called me a liar, essentially. Made me come out during quarantine, no doubt, during mm-hmm. pandemic time 
I'm trying to feed my family. I had to, had to lay it on thick. I had to lay you it know, on I'm thick. I'm trying to feed my family. Yes. You let me come out twice. Yes. During Corona time. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. I know somebody in the wheelchair. And never played back the video you had. Yeah, I never saw any video footage. Never saw the manager who mysteriously evaporated when I came <laughs> back. You should have been like, is it your store's policy that the manager leaves and not closes the store? Exactly. Hmm. So he's, he's listening and all that. He's like, you know... Um, you know, a lot of people like to play games with us, so I can understand why my employees thought that that might be, you know, mm-hmm. suspicious. But in talking to you, I, I, I believe you, and I think we might have made a mistake. And I was like, might have made a mistake. Was he a surfer? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, with this- you, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. But let me offer you some free zod for your trouble. And I was just like, man, whatever. Do they sell okra at this restaurant? I don't know. I, I don't love know okra. I think I they do. They probably gave him tenders. Go to chick that's sell okra. They do. But you know, I think I think it was the owner person because he he's the one. He said he when he saw the review, he called up there and made them redo the order. Like mm. apparently he gets alerts. Like he gets bad reviews. So I was like, oh, well, I appreciate that. No, it was another because I forgot to get my like my money back or get something because mm-hmm. I was ordering food and I was honestly trying to get him off the phone at that point because he wasn't really talking about nothing. But I need to call back because I need to get like something for my girl. So I got. They gonna be like, "Is this that man about them?" It was me. It was me. I'm, I'm up here. Uh, what can you do? Make you should have right. told him I have a squadcast and and we and we and a podcast and we're broadcast all over the world. People in Russia and uh, and also in Belgium and, uh, where they speak Belgian. <laughs> In the Netherlands. Never mind, you know. Have you shut down? <laughs> Immediately. And Barack follows me on social media. And Cassidy, the hustler, he. <laughs> Cassidy, the hustler. Cassidy, the hustler. He's a, he's, he'll, basketball. He'll take care of you. Leave comments. <laughs> We're pretty big. So no, that was my that was my week. That was my highlight. Dope, bought some computer screens so I can be more efficient at work. <laughs> That's about it. Chris Ballin. I think we all have just been computer stressed screens. buying. Yeah. I, I don't knock nobody for stress shopping. Yeah, I'm saying stress. I need to do something. <laughs> you know, I, I've been stress saving. Stress like, saving. Doing that too. I've, I've been I've been saving a lot more than I have in the past. So That's wow, that sounds up. like a gift. Yeah, it, it has been a gift. <laughs> sounds like a gift. Mm-hmm. And it's like my purchases have all been either towards something like I need to do or something that's just going to make my life more efficient. I haven't been, I haven't been too much, you know. Like a person, you bought a person, right? No, not a person. Not, we're not up there yet. Hold not my clothes. Not where yet. No, we, we, we settled for computer screen. You're not at slave. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Wait a second. Where aren't What's you? What's the final destination? Where aren't you at? You don't think they find people out here? I would hope not. You're trying to get not. to that point? No, of course not. I just wanted to get out. Why are your fingers crossed? <laughs> why, why, do you, why do you want that to that be way. an option? No, it's a joke, obviously. But Is, Nope, too short. No. Too much gums. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. But no, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I Have someone fiddle for me. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fiddle off? Fiddle off! <laughs> yeah, fiddle money. That's what you want. Fiddle money. Fiddle money. <laughs> okay. Not where we were going with it. No. Right. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about? Trey, you want to bring it in? Yeah, we're talking about the legitimacy of strip clubs and churches. <laughs> Speaking of, that was my first ministry. Let me let me let me explain it. <laughs> He's not wrong. That's not the topic at don't, all. Don't y'all love how I can <laughs> say that? <laughs> of strip clubs in churches. In churches? Don't y'all love how I can say that and like not miss a beat? A church is <laughs> like if y'all didn't laugh. Like we, like we really happened? did talk about like, like if like y'all did not topic. laugh, I was gonna go on for like five minutes mm-hmm. with like subtopics and <laughs> themes and I would have just jumped in and been like <laughs> 
Okay, well, you got a point about it. At least if it's in the basement, is it really in the church? <laughs> and what is the church? The church is for the city. What is in the church? You know what I'm saying? I was going really to go into the building, Big C versus Little C Church. Why can't the strip people? club be a church? Mm, come on now, somebody. <laughs> Why are you limiting God? Oh, that's episode number 100 something. We ain't there yet. <laughs> we ain't there yet. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> but no, I was in the liquor industry before, uh, when I first started, like, you know, like doing Bible studies and stuff. Professional drinker or? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> said, yeah. Not all the way, not well, only. Unofficially. I was in a professional uh, liquor salesman, if you want to call me mm-hmm. anything. But I had to go to gentlemen's clubs a lot of times. So. Slinging that Don Julio. Not exactly. More Patron. Shout out Patron. But, um, Hence the back. Yeah, don't nobody drink Don Julio. I've never heard that in any rap yeah, song. But anyway. What? I never heard them say that. Joe Scooter got a song about Don Julio. They get shot out. It does get shot out. I'm not going to say But I would be in gentlemen's clubs. And it's funny because this was towards the end of that. But I was still there, you know, in the transition. And I'd be in there. They'd be talk. I'd be trying to talk to them because I have to be there. Talk to the strippers? <clears throat> yeah, because they go, they're going to come up to you. And they either, when they realize you're not a regular customer, they either A, like, want nothing to do with you, or B, really, really try to talk to you, like, and see you what's up. So the ones that wanted to start spark up a conversation, you know, i talked to them. I tried to steer it. Somehow back to God. Back to Jesus. Like, Being that she walking around all revealing, <laughs> let me reveal how God exposed me. Have you heard about I the woman was. at the wedding? Let me tell you about the woman at the wedding. Let me so, show you my transformation. In light of your cheeks, let me tell you about the one that can put a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, in so many ways, yes. Okay. That, that, that was the best. There's a lot of segues there, Chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of room. Plenty. But no, you want to introduce the real topic? Um... Yes. Um, so today, are we doing yours first? Or mine? No, yours first. Mine first. Okay. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, accountability, and more specifically, yes, there we go. More specifically, um, accountability to your brother, um, from the standpoint of how our actions uh, kind of affect um, the people that we're around. Um, just looking into um, the idea behind. How how accountable am I in the way I act, um, not just with people, but just m- how I live my life? Um, do the things I partake in, the things I choose to um, watch, um, the things I choose to do in my own uh, free time, does that cause my brother to stumble? And we're going to kind of talk about um, what responsibility level, and we're just going to kind of, um, even in our own lives, from our own perspective, look at um, what responsibility level do we take on when somebody comes to us and say, hey, the things you're doing is causing me to stumble or the way that you're acting is causing me to stumble. So, yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it, too. It's a good topic. I don't have a name for it yet. We're going to ponder that. I think so. Possibly. Um, Yeah, there we go. So, first key question. Is your brother or sister seeing your responsibility? And if it is, to what extent? Um, Hmm. That's an interesting question. I want Hype to jump off with that one. You want me to jump off? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's what he said. Yes, yes, I, yes, do. I, do. yes I do. Yes, I do. Fine. I'll jump off. <laughs> is, it, is it your responsibility? Responsibility, I think, is... That's a very key word in the statement. Um, that's what I would examine. I do believe that I can take part. I can have some responsibility. Right, I can take part. I can I can play a piece 
that maybe wouldn't have, if that piece wasn't present, maybe you would have had more strength to, to do the right thing. Um, I will never take full responsibility for somebody's sin if, if I don't cause them, like somehow physically cause them to do it. Um, I, I do take responsibility for not setting a good example. I do take responsibility for maybe not being the light that God has commanded us to be at, at some moments. And somebody saw that, and that's the exact thing that they didn't need to see in that moment. But I, I, I believe that everybody's sin is their choice. Like at, at the end of the day, it's a choice. And I've personally have sinned when there's been no contributing factors outside of me, just my own desire, my own flesh, my own weak spirit, whatever the case may be in that time. So I can tell you that in those moments. It doesn't matter what somebody did or didn't do. I probably was going to do what I wanted to do anyway. So I wouldn't say I, I, I probably won't ever take full responsibility for people's choices, but I will take responsibility for not setting the example that I should have. So I don't know if that answers it. I, I'm going to take, part, I guess, partial responsibility is the best okay. answer for me. I guess I'll go. And um, I think uh, what you said made a lot of sense. And at the same time, I guess... If I, for example, if I know someone that's uh, doing particular sin and this, that, and the third, and, and I'm aware of it, I'm not responsible for the sin that they committed, but I'm definitely responsible for addressing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely responsible for coming to them and saying, hey, the things that you're doing, the, the way that you're acting, the way that you're living, whatever it may be, it's my responsibility to come to them and talk to them about it and, ad and address it. And then after that, it's on them. Then, th then it becomes their responsibility because I've done my part. Mm -hmm. I can't live for anybody else. I can't make anybody do anything. All I can do is try to live my life and hopefully and prayerfully be an, uh, be an example for them. It's going to be up to them to follow that example. Or, you know, and not saying that I'm this, that, and the other, because I'm not. Or to follow the example of Christ. This, my example is to try to lead them to Christ. But I was going to uh, ask you to play devil's advocate. Um, and we've talked about this before at Lit before. Um, I like playing devil's advocate. Yeah, like, uh, like <laughs> the, the uh, most of us know the Lynn Bias story. And if we don't, Lynn Bias was an NBA, was a uh, college basketball superstar. He got drafted to the Boston Celtics. I want to say it was the uh, mid-'80s. And the day, he, the night he got drafted, some friends got him to do drugs for the very first time ever in his life. Mm -hmm. And he died that night. Wow. Mm -hmm. That night was going to, I want to say the uh, Boston Celtics had won the championship like either the year before. Um, so they were a really, really good team. And this guy was going to, I mean, he was going to catapult them to a new level and died that night. The friends that did the drugs, nothing happened to them. He was the only one that died. Mm -hmm. They introduced him to a sin that he hadn't, that he hadn't known. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you, you can... You could be introducing somebody to a sin or a way of living. It could be a drug. It can be um, a promiscuity. It can be a million different things. You're introducing them to that thing, but they're not int being introduced to that thing. They could be meeting their demise, mm -hmm. and we're not aware of it. So what, what is the response? What do you think about that? Because it's peer pressure, and it's their choice, uh -huh. but how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's that's tough. Anybody else want to discuss that? I was, I was Go going to take it down a deeper rabbit hole. Um, and so, like, the way I came up with this conversation, um, I was talking to uh, Waverly, my girlfriend. and um, We got beef still. Hey, girl. Still beefing. That's crazy. You good. You good around here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she know what she did. <laughs> there never beef between real and real. <laughs> I mean, day. it's justified, though. True. It's justified. It's justified. Um, and so she posed a question. So you're out. Chris, you're mm -hmm. out. You're married, right? Okay. You go out. 
with you, your wife, and some friends, and let's just say y'all celebrating birthday, whatever. Okay. Um, and y'all go out to like a club, bar, um, and your wife, you know what I'm saying, song come on, and she throwing it back. She throwing it back on you. Stop mm. smiling. It's just a scenario. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Relax. Chris, like, word? What is, what is this what happening? What song is playing? Like, relax. <laughs> Girl, you look good. Want your back, huh? Huh? Back you here. So, <laughs> y'all are foolish. So my so, wife rolls yeah, you up. So she rolling you up, right? Yes. And so, at, at the end of the night, or maybe a couple of days later, one of your homies comes to you and says, "Hey, look, man, I know you all having a good time, yada yada yada, but seeing you and your wife dancing the way y'all was dancing, um, it was causing me, it, it caused me to stumble." Um, and he basically asked, "Like, hey, who we don't laugh?" And basically, he basically asked you. Like next time we go out, could you like, could y'all kind of like refrain from doing that? Okay. And so like from that, we had this conversation of your responsibility, my responsibility, um, and some verses came in. But well, let's just, I just want to set the set, set the conversation right, the right there. We can build from the there. Centerpiece. That's yes, fine. yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's gonna be hard for me to consider you when it's my wife. Like, mm, yeah. I, unless we're doing something that just outright embarrasses. Each myself, herself, kingdom. Yeah, you're gonna have to. I'm showing you what what you should be aspiring to. Like, it should be a stumbling block. It should be like inspiration. That's you real. Know? Though. That's real. Like, you should want to get to this level where we, you could, where you can start the car and drive. You feel me? You feel me? And I'm sorry, but if she has a spirit of dancing and she wants to express, she's gonna that dance like David Dan. <laughs> now, okay, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say because I don't want to seem like I just completely discard my brother I would try to understand like why is that triggering for him you know mm-hmm. um, yeah why is it is it us or is it just the dancing in general if it's my brother if we out if he's out with my wife then he's probably somebody that I truly rock with. yeah you would you would imagine you would imagine somebody like that and if it, it feels that much of a problem I would try to be cautious of it because ultimately that is what I think God would want me to do, even if it's not completely legitimate. Like, it even says in a verse, um, I forgot, I believe it's in Corinthians, where it's like, don't judge if if somebody doesn't eat meat, like, don't judge them if their faith is weaker than somebody else's. And Romans, yeah, do, Romans 12. Yeah. Right, so, in that type of... Or Romans 14, sorry. Yeah. In, in that type of spirit, uh, <laughs> I would try I would try my best to, to keep, to respect his wishes. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I don't know. That's tough, though. So, so, where do you draw the line? Because right there, <laughs> right. It, it, like truly, so, uh, right, uh, like truly. Okay, Changi. <laughs> like, that's right what we said, right there. No, I laugh because uh, have y'all seen that um, GIF? Like, oh, it's on holes, and he, she's like, Grandpa, I'm tired of digging these holes. <laughs> that's too darn that's, bad. That's, <laughs> that's too like, darn bad. bad. But no, I'm listening. <laughs> no, true. No, that that would probably be like seventy-five to eighty percent of my spirit. I would try to not intentionally do it, you know. If it's that triggering for him, I have to gauge like how serious it is. But if it's not, if it's yeah, ultimately it has to be like you have to get over it. Like we, I'll, I'll entertain you for a while, you know, as your faith grows. That's the thing. Your faith <laughs> has to grow to expand past this point. If I can't stay here for you, so Ooh. if you if you're my boy, okay. if you're my boy, boy like okay. that, then I'm willing to I'm willing to hit the brakes a little bit for you. Everybody else, you have to you have to understand. Like that's my life. I don't know. I think, I think the only responsibility that we have as Christians is 
to be a light. Like I think, right. but Jesus took on sin as his responsibility. I, baby, I'm not, I don't even, didn't mm-hmm. even take responsibility for my own sin. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Can. So I can't take it for yours. Um, but I think in being a light, you do have an obligation to, to push people towards, um, towards positivity, towards the things that God would be proud of, mm-hmm. towards the things that God smiles upon. Yeah. Um, that being said, I would be maybe, I think the real issue is why is your friend at the club if twerking is enough to send him backsliding? Like, that's the last place you probably okay. need to be. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I would think that as a friend, rather than me decide I'm not going to be, um, that I'm not going to have a good time with my husband in that setting, which is appropriate for the setting, I would say, well, you know, maybe maybe you don't need to be in the club if that's this is that. And I think, I think that's here? fairness. Am like, I a good friend okay. if I even have you here with me? Yeah, why do I have you in the club? Like, so, yeah, <laughs> okay. like, yeah okay. so I, I think that's what I would say. Um, just, yeah. Just stay home, <laughs> but Sorry. but I but you do have a responsibility to be a light in overall. But it's but everybody has a responsibility for their own self as well, like for their for own sure. development to go mm-hmm. to grow from milk to real to solid food mm-hmm. on their own, right? And he's never gonna go from milk to solid food if he keep going to the club and being triggered by people twerking. Stay out the club. Stay out the I'm club. not understanding why you at the triggered club. Triggered by twerking. <laughs> TBT. Triggered by twerking. <laughs> triggered by twerking. A, so- a song about redemption. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Triggered by Twerking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's gonna be a dance video watch. Trigger by twerk. That's funny. So let me ask y'all this. So well real, do you what, what I wanna know what you would do, real. <clears throat> Your wife in the club rolling you up, you so being somebody that, you know, once was married, mm-hmm. give us some insight as like for be, okay. being married once. How would you handle that situation? <clears throat> in the past, I wouldn't have cared what they said to me. Like you come to me and say whatever, like, oh you offended? Cool. Let me let me double down. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> let like, me like, you you will see you will see this again. You know what I'm saying? Like oh that, my that, gosh. That, that that was that, that that's how that's how it was. But like nowadays it, it's different now, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so for me, and I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong, but for yeah. me, if someone came to me and said, Hey Rel, what you're doing is a, is affecting me. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, we're gonna have a conversation. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm glad you came to me and said that because it, it takes strength to be vulnerable, 100%. like that. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So we're gonna have a conversation. I want to find out what is it about this or what is it about what I did that made you feel this way? Yeah. That, that trick that was triggering for you, understanding that because the thing is, like, I like we learn, and I'm sure all of us know, like everybody's struggle is different. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Some yeah. people struggle with alcohol. Like I don't drink at all. Some people struggle with. We, I don't drink at all. I, mean, I don't smoke at all. You know, it's a yeah. lot, of, but it's other things that I struggle with. The people look at like, how do you struggle with that? Like, right. it doesn't make sense. So, understanding that, that their struggle is different, I would have compassion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I know like it's things that I struggle with, and somebody may be doing something that affects me, and I would want that same compassion. So yeah. I would look yeah. at it like that. Yeah. Um, and I would tell them like I would kind of be on the same page with Chris. Like, you might not need to roll when we go when I go with my wife in. Because mm-hmm. I don't want you to be triggered by something that me and my wife enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if that's not something that you, and I, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, every time me and my wife fall, you got to come. Like, that's not the situation. So I would tell them, first of all, you don't need to be at the club because we're not going to be the only ones in there dancing. Right. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of right. Exactly. So, so, I, so we stopped twerking. You, you know what I'm saying? So, right. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Right. So yeah, yeah. you don't need to be there. And they need to find out what the root cause of them uh, being triggered by this is because it has nothing to do with what we're doing. It's something totally different, mm-hmm. right. and they got to figure out what that is. So, but I would not, I wouldn't do those things in front of him because I would not want him to stumble. Mm-hmm. Because I don't. Because think about it. Because you didn't preface it and say what what uh, what that stumbling looks like. That stumbling could look like a million different things. Like, oh man, I gotta go pay a prostitute. Like, I, I just gotta get you know. You you never know what he may go do because of what he saw me do. Mm-hmm. Question. 
that's direct. No. <laughs> that's directly tied to what we're talking about. It's something that just I happened. hope so. Yes. Hope not about yes. to ask about the NBA or something. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Have we all heard um, the president's latest latest comments about injecting ourselves with? Disinfectants by freebase and Lysol. Freebase and Lysol, not freebase. <laughs> That's what he told people to do. He did. <laughs> That's what he told me. Not freebase. <laughs> you have no idea how funny it is to me. He told me with freebase, disinfectants, get it directly into your system. To fight off the corona. I believe he said to inject it. Inject it, yeah. yeah. Freebase. That's what you, you got to cook it first. Oh, not freebase, Chris. We already uh, boil the fabuloso, so it's just a step <laughs> away. That's to make your house smell good. It does make it your does. house smell good. But what responsibility does he have? Because apparently 18 people in New York City did it. Natural selection. Are you serious? Yeah, I saw that today. People have, yeah. That's people natural have selection. Done. I'm, so, that's I'm that's sorry. That's I'm, I'm sorry. Some things is like, come on. Like, I... Where, are, you a, are, you a, are you a Darwinist? <laughs> oh I'm God. not, but if somebody has to tell you, don't wait. inject disinfectant so directly this, into your veins. This is true? I, yeah. I believe it is true. It was reported that people in New York disinfected, I mean, injected uh, disinfected at least 18. Right. You know they're taking the word gullible out of the dictionary? <laughs> Why? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, that's how gullible that people it. are. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, are you serious? Oh, let me let me who report. I think Sean King reported it. Every news, Sean King, every news, Sean King. I would trust the word. He does the news now. Wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm not. I misquoted. At least thirty New Yorkers ingested eight household cleaners in eighteen hours. But only only New Yorkers though. I don't know. In Thames, I don't know. Son, son, we've been doing it all wrong. Bro, I'm sorry. It's not for are they are they alive? Did they... I have no idea. That's that's that so the Sean King just said it. But yeah, so I don't even know how to natural selection. Natural selection. <laughs> you just don't grow into like everybody gets to a point where they have to take responsibility for certain things. Like like I wanna make sure that I'm clear that we all have a responsibility to make sure that one another doesn't stumble, that we're clear with each other about like our trigger points and the things that do cause us mm -hmm. to stumble. I'm very big on that. Like letting people know, listen, this right here will trigger me, right? Like I'm big on that. Um but at the same time, like you have to take like somebody shouldn't have to tell you not to drink Clorox. I'm not I'm not understanding you know that what I'm I saying? Like, there, that. there just has to That's be. That's a hard. That what it, I guess my question is, what is the threshold between responsibility and accountability? So here's here's what I'll, I'll try to draw a threshold, if you can. I will say the president's comments were worse because they led to harm. Like, I can say things that are my opinion that may make you think a certain way, mm -hmm. you know, that might still be wrong. But, you know, it doesn't do any physical harm, like direct. I mean, that's at least one line. There's probably a line you could draw before that. But if my comments, if you take what my advice and you do it and you bring physical harm to yourself, I have to take some form of responsibility, regardless of how stupid it is. Why just physical harm? Well, as I said, if I if you just want to draw a line. I said you could draw a line before then. Okay. If, if you want to draw the line at emotional harm, at psychological harm, I'm not, not going to argue okay. that. Okay, you said physical. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, but if you want to say you have to take responsibility for something, if my words, especially as a leader, that's the best thing. If, I, if me, as Chris Hyde, go on Instagram and be like, you inject disinfectant, you know, you'll be cured of corona. Like, yeah, that would be irresponsible of me. Yeah. But if I'm the president of the United States, who I have people Polis. blindly just voting for me and believing what I say, like I'm the second coming, because he does have people who do that. I think your words do have a little more weight. 
So the threshold then is if you directly instruct, like if your instructions yeah. that maybe, because I think that's that's kind of where it gets blurry is like things you just do on a day-to-day basis. Like, because we drink wine, but somebody that's listening may struggle with alcohol and they may say, well, I wouldn't listen to y'all podcast or watch it on YouTube, but every time I watch it, y'all drinking wine. And it's like, what do we, you know, like, but we're not telling them We're not to. telling you so to I mean, drink So maybe wine. the threshold is if your direct instruction mm-hmm. causes somebody, like, that's is that? That's a good threshold. But, <clears throat> devil's advocate, but, mm-hmm. like, the like there's points people point to in the Bible that says, like, if you do, like, there's verses in the Bible that literally say, if you do X, Y, and Z, and it causes your brother to stumble, oh, no, don't it's, do it. The Bible says that you will be doubly paid back, like, your judgment will be even worse if you cause your brother to stumble, right? Like, the, the, the price that you have right. to pay for causing a sheep to stumble. So, I guess, where do we draw that spiritual line? Because I, I would I would say, like, it probably needs to be a spiritual line before yeah. anything else. So, like, where do we draw that spiritual line? Because I would even say, like, I can see somebody being more receptive to, um, since you brought up drinking, like, if I brought a friend out with me to a party or I invited him to a kickback and he said, hey, like, I've been trying to, like, you know, watch watch my drinking, I've been struggling with it, you know, can we just, can you just kind of help me um, by not partaking? I would be more inclined to that. Yeah. Um, then, like, the other scenario with me and my wife and we're out, and I'm like, is that okay? Is there, like, a line there? Like, what makes those scenarios different, you know what I'm saying? Like, what makes those different? I think for me is what you said, is your friend coming to you and saying, hey, this is something that I'm struggling with. Because even, like, the passages that you that we read out of Romans, like, it talks about your brother and sister, right? Like, mm-hmm. so if, you're, if your brother, your sister, your friend comes to you and says, hey, this is something that I'm struggling with, can you help me with this? Can you help me walk mm-hmm. this thing out? Then, yeah, y'all go to the club. Stop, don't drink for your sister. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if, if they're just... I think the if the shift is kind of with the person because if they're looking at it like, well, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have drank if y'all wouldn't have been on the podcast sipping wine. Mm-hmm. But then that at this point that's you're not, you're yeah. shifting the blame. Yeah, so I think when fair. you do things like when the person shifts their act the blame for their actions onto you should be the spiritual line because it's like hold on you like so like with the example for the club your friend will come to you and say hey like y'all doing this is making me stumble mm-hmm. and it's like well you going to the club is making you stumble. Right, Does that right. make sense? But if he comes to you and says, hey, um, I'm really trying to stop, you know, drinking so much, but I, I need to get out the house. Like, I can't just stay in the house and everybody always mm. going to the club. Then you say, okay, let's let's start hitting up a brunch. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Let's start going to museums. Let's start. I think that's accountability. So then it, be a good partner to somebody. So then, that. like, it kind of, it, so it kind of like a both end. Like, yeah. they have to recognize they have, exactly. that, like, because truly what you're, what you're coming to me and telling me is, like, me enjoying my, godly marriage exactly is a problem which right. is which yeah. is which is kind of like because you don't have one because if you if right. he was married it wouldn't be a problem right, and so right. really that's an issue of jealousy or envy so really so yeah i mean that's, i think that's a good point because you kind of hit on it like that person also has to recognize um that their perspective on things is off like mm-hmm. like whatever that sin is whether it's you know drunkenness or you know being tempted sexually like it has to start even with how they approach you mm-hmm. to help them be accountable. Not a hey, stop doing this, but hey, in light of this, can we find a way? Yeah. You know what I'm Still, can you help me walk through this yeah, thing? That's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's good. I have a question. Go just ahead. you know, just throw a random question out there. Throw a random question. Um, out there. <clears throat> I know there are some pastors nowadays that dress uh, very modern. Mm-hmm. And I, by modern, you mean like designer? Yeah. You know, a lot, back like in the day, y'all know pastors wear suits and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you'll see a pastor wearing jeans and a t-shirt and yeah. a jacket okay. and like some you know three thousand dollar tennis shoes on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Dang. yeah, I've seen that, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. I'm just saying I've seen it. Big um, truth. 
Big grip. Big grip. Big grip. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I said, dang it, $3,000 tennis shoes. Yeah, $3,000 tennis shoes. So, let's say you see that. You're a 17, 16-year-old young man at church. You see your pastor wearing that. Mm-hmm. You want those shoes bad. Mm-hmm. You're willing to go rob because you see your pastor wearing them. Mm-hmm. What's your perspective on that? Do you feel like the pastor shouldn't be doing that? I'm just, and I'm just asking. Do you did, did you ask the pastor? How how do I learn from you, right? Like, hey, like, did the 16 year old just was his first thought? I'm gonna go sell drugs so I can get those shoes, or was it? Dang, let me see if I could be a, if my pastor can mentor me. He got on these these Da Vinci shoes. Like, let me see if he can if he can mentor me. I think I think it still goes back because to me it's a heart issue. It, it's, it's a, a heart, heart issue. issue for a person to. to to be so triggered by mm. the shirt that their pastor has on because they can't afford one. Well, if I can't afford one, my, my pastor shouldn't be able to afford one. And you're so triggered by that that it's he's causing you to stumble. Mm. No, your, your heart <clears throat> issue is causing you to stumble. And I think all that I'm saying is that there's nothing that your pastor could go up on stage and preach in a white tee and gray joggers, and he, that person would still be triggered by something somebody else had. His t-shirt white in their mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just, what, I mean, what kind he, of he could, you use? your pastor could preach from behind the um, screen. He could stand in a box, and when you when he go, when that little boy goes out to the parking lot and see somebody get into a Mercedes, that's going to trigger him. To, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, I think that when it, when it comes down to it being a person's heart issue, only Jesus can fix that, you know? I agree with what you're saying. I am going to swing it over, uh, swing the focus to the pastor for a second. And here's where I say his responsibility comes into play. Um, if you're a pastor, you're not using situational awareness in these type of decisions. I think that that is your responsibility. If you're preaching yeah. at a impoverished church in, I don't know, some bad part of town, some bad neighborhood where the socioeconomic factors are terrible, and you walking around with the only Louis, you know, in a five, six block radius, probably ain't the best look. You know, and I think as a leader and a pastor, not saying that you have to hide blessings per se, but I think the Bible instructs you to use wisdom above anything. And I think wisdom in a true heart for God wouldn't allow you to be truly comfortable, like just consistently flashing your blessings or flashing meaningless blessings in front of a congregation who's struggling to like make ends meet on a weekly basis. So if I'm a if I'm gonna put any type of responsibility on a pastor in that situation, it's <clears throat> it's not having the heart or the wisdom to I'm not saying I'm not saying you gotta go up there and dress poor, dress like you broke, but being like insensitive or just unaware, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's dangerous and irresponsible. I'm not saying that that's gonna excuse somebody else for <clears throat> robbing you or doing something crazy to to get what you have, mm-hmm. but I can't say that you're just. I can't. I can't completely say that you had anything. You didn't have anything to do with it, Trader. Uh, I think that's. I think all of the scenarios are incredibly tough, because. Um, I think it. I think it starts with, the person. Like, if somebody's coming to you and saying like, "What you're doing is causing me to stumble," I think it, it starts. It starts with me. If somebody was to come to me and say that. Um, I think I'll have to take a look at what I'm doing. Um, so for like the first example I gave, if me and my wife are out and like, you know, we're dancing and it's like nothing crazy, then I'll be like, okay, we can have definitely have a conversation. But you know, obviously there are things like, even if it is my wife, we just don't need to be doing it in public. Like we don't mm-hmm. need to be dancing in my hand up your shirt and all that other foolishness, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's not dancing, bro. Yeah, I need to go to the car. Right, right. You know go to the house. Somebody Get a room somewhere. Saying, people, people start in the car, you know what I'm saying? So, 
I, I think um I think it all even with the pastor, I think it's all about, you know, how are you because because it is God's blessing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the marriage, whether it's the position of the pastor and the fruits he's gotten from his labor, um, even even a bless the blessing of discernment when you're able to partake in alcohol responsibly and how the Bible calls you to take in alcohol, not not being drunk. Um that that even that that even that self control and discernment is a blessing. So how you handle that blessing, I think, is very important. Um, Paul tells Timothy um, in First Timothy four when he's telling him about, when he's instructing him against these uh, false teachers who are almost talking down on marriage and eating. He's saying, hey, everything that is good comes from God, but the way that you partake, the way that you enjoy these blessings. It's through prayer and thanksgiving. That's what consecrates them. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to truly examine, like, okay, how am I taking in and partaking in these blessings? Am I, as the pastor, am I, am I flaunting my bands? Am I flaunting my, uh, my new Louis Vuitton purse? Dang, where, where you get that from? Yeah, uh, Jeez. you know what I'm saying? Dang, light man. stun. Don't Dang. look if you gonna stumble. <laughs> Relax. No, I'm just playing. I can't. <laughs> Relax. Ooh, Relax. Kill him. Ooh, no, I'm just kill him. I paid like eight dollars um, for that purse. But like, <laughs> <laughs> she got eight dollars. I'm stumbling. Um. So yeah. So I, th- I think it's all about that. Like, it's all about how do you partake in it? How do you handle it? And then, like, as that person, if I'm in that situation, I'm ca- coming to somebody. I think we hit it on the head. Like, you have to understand that you're not you're not accountable. I'm not accountable for your sin. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't be the but like even like even like the Bob even talks about that. Um, I'm gonna pull it up in a second, but basically like understanding that like I cannot put you anywhere in relation to your sin. I can't judge you for your sin. I can only I'm only here to help you and remind you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm only here to help you and remind you. Hey, if you're a child of God, this is how you're supposed to act. If you're saying you're what about like, judging others that are in the church? Right, right, yeah. I, me personally, I think we gotta be real careful about judging, using the word judge, because like judgment is reserved for one person. Only G, only Jesus, because judgment is final. I and this is just my personal. I think, I think when you talk about judgment, you 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 talk about handing down a sentence, like you talk about handing down, like oh you did this, you get this. Um, is is that what it is, or is that an assumptive? I want to, can I, can I jump in right there? Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, so I've been in Zechariah, Zechariah all week and I've been Mm -hmm. loving this book. Um, but Zechariah five is a really beautiful chapter to me because it's a chapter where, um, God tells, uh, one of his angels to go get a priest. Right. And so they bring the priest up to heaven. As soon as he gets to the throne, he just, like everybody, he hit the mm-hmm. floor, right? I'm, I'm filthy rags. I'm a bad. I, I was just reading this. Reading, yeah, I, I love, yeah. This. So, um, so anyway, so he's a mess, and in front, he's sitting in front of the throne, and the devil is there, literally just running through. And then when he was six, he told his mama he wasn't going to bed. And then when he was nine, <laughs> like he just running through all of his sins from the time, and he just is laying there crying, right? Uh-huh. And so when uh, Satan gets done, God tells him, okay, thank you, you know, for presenting your case. And then he looks and he says, stand up. He tells him, stand up. And he said, you are but a burning stick pulled out of a fire, right? And I think that, so just remember that, I'm going to circle back around it. But he says, you are a burning stick pulled out of a fire, right? Yeah. So what does that say? The, the, it's on fire. You're going it, to, it's like reaching into something on fire and pull, trying to pull out something that's not burned, right? right. He, he expects you to be a burning stick on fire, right? And so the man is just shaking in his boots at this point. And God has an angel go and put brand new clothes on him and dress them all up. And then he puts a crown on his head. And then he tells him, 
soon all of y'all are gonna be friends, right? Like, like soon after I send my son, everybody is gonna have an olive tree of his own that he should pour oil out to other people, right? Uh-huh. Um, but then the, the guy asked him, well, well, when this happens, like when we become all priests, do we still need to celebrate holy days? Do we still need to, you know, do the new moon festivals and stuff like that? And God asked him, was that stuff ever for me? Like, was Easter ever for me? Like, literally, he was like, I don't care. And he tells him, he says, I, I just want you to have a good time. Like, he says, if you want to do the festivals, do them for joy. Do them for fun just to kick it with your fellowship with your people and have fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he tells him, when he tells him he's a pull a stick out of a burning fire. He says, all that I want for you guys is to judge each other fairly. That was the first thing he said because God's greatest job, his main job in regards to us is to be the judge, right? That's the only way that he can draw the line between mm-hmm. sin and righteousness. Right. Um, and so when he says to judge, he means to look at the entire perspective, the entire picture, and then to come to a fair conclusion, right? Yes. Yeah. All things included, right? Yes, where, like, where's this situation coming from? And that's why I keep bringing it back to the heart because God wouldn't judge him and say, well, you wrong for putting that weight on your friend. And he also wouldn't look at his friend and say, well, you wrong for not twerking with, twerking with your wife, right? <laughs> he would look at the situation and say, there's a heart issue here, and the twerking is not even the, the, no. the, the That's what issue. I said, man. Yeah, you see yeah, what I'm saying? And so, but 100%. after that, so he says to judge fairly, and then he says to apply mercy, right? So mm-hmm. call the fair to call a spade a spade. And I, I told y'all the other day, like, uh, the big season that I'm in right now is to worship in spirit and truth, right? Like, um, and so he says, call a spade a spade, right? If you say, look, look, bro, it's not, it's not me and my wife, it's you, That's right? All but then me. to apply mercy. Uh-huh. But man, I feel you, right? I get jealous when I see people um, getting promoted at work because I've been working for this promotion for the last three mm-hmm. years and I, I can't do it, right? And then love them through it. Let's, let's go to dinner and talk about how we can, like, how can we both help mm-hmm. support each other through this walk, right? And so I think that's God's heart in regard to judgment. It's not judgment. We think that to judge is to hand out a, a sentence. Human thing. Yes, but in, but for God to judge is to weigh right and wrong, right? Right, right to weigh it mm-hmm. out. Because righteousness is in the balance. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it does. That's you. You you use the Bible illustration to reference the point I was exactly about to say, which is beautiful. I don't think judgment. I think judgment has a negative connotation because we put mm-hmm. it on that. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us to judge, like you just said, bro. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to judge brothers and sisters within the church. And he says, "What business do I have judging people who don't who don't mm-hmm. belong?" Yeah. Exactly. So the people who are mostly telling you we can't judge you, you're literally the person I'm supposed to judge. But that doesn't mean. I'm saying you're wrong, I'm right, I'm better than you. Yeah. It's just looking at your situation objectively mm-hmm. and wholly. Holistically. Holistically. Too. Holistically. That's what I meant, holistically. Mm-hmm. Calling it exactly what it is with no sugarcoat, no placating, just what it is. And then like Wit said, that's what people miss. Some mm-hmm. people just do that. They, yeah. they look at it with tunnel vision. They I look, used to do that. They I look at the mm-hmm. sin, they look at the issue, they look at the whatever it may be, and they don't look at the entire person. And yeah. that's why, and I think that's why it's so, so important that people understand why Jesus came. Because inevitably, the, the entire purpose of Jesus coming from a humanity standpoint, right? Like, aside from saving us from our sins, like, that was clearly the purpose. But from a right. humanity standpoint, was to level the playing ground, right? So at the time, the church was like the highest peak of society, right? Mm-hmm. You were a Pharisee, if you knew the laws, if you were a real Jew. You, you were know elevated. What I'm saying? You yeah. were up there, right? And so for Jesus to come and say, listen, all of y'all are just as as a matter of fact, the Pharisees are more. Y'all are even more. He, what he was, I think what he was trying to do was to take us to a space where we can look at this whole thing and say, listen, we all just burning sticks in a fire. Whatever mm-hmm. we doing wrong is because we were born wrong into a wrong environment. True. And when you apply that logic, you that's where you land that's that grace. Right? Like, like that's where you land that grace. Burning it's like sticks. Well, yeah, like um the woman at the well did have five husbands, but mm-hmm. on a six. But <laughs> but then those five men just each what picked up like and then she was born and she didn't have a father in her life and so by the time you weigh it all out mm-hmm. 
She you don't even know, know who's that's wrong. What I you discovered don't know who's in, right or wrong. That's what I discovered in the gentleman's club. Exactly. Talking to the to the, to those girls. Yeah. Hearing like, their stories. Hearing their stories. It's the same way, like I would be like, the girls that I know that are doing well out here, they're one to two situations away from literally being All right. of those you know are, we are there is nobody that's I think if coronavirus hasn't showed us if there's nobody that's not one or two situations yeah. away from because I think like even when I look at coronavirus and we see people like still going out and people on social media are like, y'all keep on leaving the house and y'all all at Target and this, this and that, right? Uh, <laughs> Why do you say Target? You feel Target? You, you know, y'all know how I feel about Target. Target, mm-hmm. if you want to sponsor us, I got a friend my, in me. Sponsor my queen, um, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, and so people are on social media like, y'all just won't stay out the house. But then what about people who literally cannot survive if they don't work? Right, mm-hmm. like so, I, I was went to go uh, pick up something from a friend the other day, and there was a guy out there selling plates. So he had his barbecue pit, and he had the truck, and he was selling plates. And people were like, "Well, this nigga just selling plates. Like, oh, he got to go boxes. You know, it's the Rona." But it's like, if he's been supporting his family for ten years on a barbecue business, he lit it's homelessness or to sell the plates, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the situations that people are in, and I think in life, a lot of us are just always in constant situations between a horrible between two horrible options right like yeah, I, I think a lot of times too we pass judgment so quick so like, quick I was um this is gonna sound crazy I was reading about a serial killer I love that kind of reading I was reading about a serial killer and I was and I was reading his story and his upbringing and I was shocked by some of the things he had to deal with and in his own home mm-hmm. like it blew like I can't imagine. This sounds bad. I can't imagine anyone going through some of the things that he went through and him not turning out to be something Who? that was just evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because unless uh, someone got in his life and showed him the love of Christ, like mm-hmm. unless something like that happened, it, it's hard. And so you see that stuff, and it's like I can't judge this man based on his actions. Like, like kind of what you just say. I got to look at this person holistically. What did he go through? Yeah. What led him to that point? What was the catalyst? Because we look at, like, let's say you got a 30-year-old man and he does something that's gruesome, grotesque, something that's just terrible to somebody. We look at that one action mm-hmm. and judge that man versus his entire story. Yeah. What led him here? Was he abused? Was he raped? Was he attacked? Was he berated by his parents? Mm-hmm. Was he talked down to? Was he ignored? Was yeah. he shown love? Like, so many different things build your character and your, yeah. and your personality. And if he's been shown nothing but hate his entire life, mm-hmm. that's all he's going to know. That's all he knows. That that's is his reality. That's all he knows, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the way that he acts it out is the way that he, it's, all he, it's, it's literally all he knows. Yeah. It's, 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 it could be his way of showing love. Exactly. Which is weird. But he but doesn't that's, know. But that's all he knows. And I think it's interesting that you say that because I think, I think that's a cop-out for Christians, right? Because in order to be able to judge somebody from six feet away, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you're doing at that instance. If you say, oh, he's a serial killer, you read one CNN headline, you say that man is a serial and killer, send him straight to yep. hell, right? Yep. Like, And you like, so, but that's easy for us to judge from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus always calls us to come close, right? I yep. think about like the story of the Good Samaritan where he said, well, what makes somebody my brother, right? And he told him, if you if you beefing with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I, the Samaritans and the Jews are beefing, so just mm-hmm. I'll paraphrase for y'all. But if you beefing with somebody and you see their cousin on the side of the road and a priest walk past them, somebody robbed their cousin, beat them up, left them out mm-hmm. to die, right? You see a pastor walk past them, they look like, oh, I ain't getting involved. That look like some gang, gang mm-hmm. activity. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna get involved. <laughs> and then, and then uh, a teacher comes by, right? Mm-hmm. Walks by, same thing. Yes. Ooh, look at them, them kids. Mm-hmm. I told them. You know what I'm saying? The the good Samaritan is even if that show in that's the one you beefing with the heart out of everybody in life. Mm-hmm. You almost like 
it's a win for you, right? Like, yes. but but to walk That's across real. the street, right? And not only to help them up, but to take them to the hotel and pay for pay, it. pay for them to stay. Now and pay for nights. Now what's interesting is Jesus don't tell the man to stay there and hang out with the man. He don't mm-hmm. tell him that you have to stay there and be best friends with him. But he said take care of him, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that the obligation that we have as Christians, and I think the only way that you can judge people so harshly is if you constantly keep yourself at enough of a distance where you don't have to see the real person. Exactly. And I was watching this documentary. Um, about U.S. presidential history. And so they talked about how Linda B. Johnson, I love it. They talked about how Linda B. Johnson, um, two of his cabinet members, so what he would do as a president is he would give two people the same task, right? So he would say, um, hey, uh, Trey and Chris, both of y'all figure out a way to sell T-shirts for for TLS podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Just to to pick competition to see who could come up with a better idea to drive creativity, right? Mm -hmm. And so in one instance, that just went overboard. Like they, I mean, it was hot. Like he did, and so he took both cabinet members. So I would say Trey and Chris, and he took them to a ca- on a cabin trip for three weeks in the woods, and they fished together. They didn't talk no business, and by the time they came back, they was like, I mean, I hate his politics, but I know I know him as a person, so I can't. Mm-hmm. He ain't he ain't no bad dude, and I think that that's the obligation that we have is to to get to know one another so, so closely that we see our that we understand that we're able to see grace for everybody. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what we yeah that's what we need to do. Well, I'll take you it might be the headphones. Real quick, I saw a headline where uh, a lot of people got mad because they saw, um, Don. I think it was Donald Trump and Ellen DeGeneres, like, talking at a, at a football game, or was it Jerry Jones? They were mad because they were having a conversation. Mm-hmm. No, it was George Bush. It's the cancel culture. George Bush and Ellen DeGeneres were at a football game, and they were, like, I think they took a picture together. So, and people were upset and mad. Mm-hmm. What, You're, Ellen? Yeah. Like, the left or something? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I, like, wait, she can't have a conversation with somebody because maybe she, he doesn't believe in what she believes in this? We gotta show love, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like that really bothered me. So that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, but I, and I mean, <laughs> Whitney, uh-huh. Whitney said we're, we're in a cancel culture. I think a lot of people we focus on like judgment. Like we see something and it's like we gotta automatically kind of like what you said, make a snap decision. Um, and I think for me, I feel I feel like people's people's focus should be shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, we are we're slave. If you're in Christ, you're if, whether or not you're in Christ or not, you're slave to somebody. Mm-hmm. Sin is slave to sin, slave to righteousness, right? Um, and I think we have to realize that being slaves, we're only accountable to our master, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Paul says, you know, whether you stand, whether you fall, like God has already accepted me. So like. I'm not, I'm not, a slave can't be accountable to another slave in, in, in so many words, right? So my, I, I guess my, my question would be, what is the difference between judgment and accountability? Because I see a lot of people that are like, got to call out this sin, got to call out this sin, this pastor's wrong for this, this pastor's wrong for that, um, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. But then like, they try to transfer it over and be like, oh, but I'm trying to hold you accountable when it's really like, mm, it's really feeling like you are kind of trying to place me in, a certain, ca- in, in a certain category yeah. based off of sin. And a lot of times we tend to judge others harshly on the sin we don't deal with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me, so true. Um, let me like, answer this one. Are you done? Yeah, right. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, my fault. Um, difference between judgment and accountability. It's a good good question I think either one of them independent of the other is wrong I think it's almost like a package deal 
Like if you give somebody mm-hmm. judgment mm-hmm. with no accountability, then you're just calling them. You're just judging them. That's mm-hmm. what people fear. That's what people want to avoid. You're just telling me I'm wrong because I don't necessarily agree with you or you see things differently than I do. Um, with no explanation as to either why or no walk afterwards. If if I'm telling you that you're wrong on something, if I'm not offering you a solution or a way that I can help you uh, beat whatever it is I'm judging you on, then it's just judgment. Mm-hmm. Accountability is almost like... <laughs> accountability is enabling almost in a sense because it's like, okay, I might be, I might be walking with you, but if I'm not calling you out on what you're doing i'm not really convicting you to change you're merely a notepad to write i'm really just you. like mm-hmm. there you know if anything i might just i might be enabling you or making you feel better afterwards but i'm not i'm not doing any real change here i'm not causing any real change so i think judgment and accountability have to go together whenever we're dealing with our brothers and sisters and either one of them is going to stifle their development or push them away from the church i think judgment and accountability Go hand, you, hand. go hand in hand and that's what that's the complete package of what God calls us to do that's what Whit read earlier it's the calling a spade a spade and showing the mercy I think that um, it goes hand in hand in hand like what you said was great you you should you should not have judgment without accountability mm-hmm. but I think in the middle there has to be a relationship mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. have an, that's I, what I, was say. I can't yeah, there's no way you can be that's my, the third part there's no way I can be your accountability partner if we don't have a relationship. And I guess I was wrapping a relationship in the accountability. Yeah, it, it was in there. Yeah, yeah I'm just verbalizing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, there's no way, if me and Wit are APs, accountability partners, there's no way I can judge Wit or be accountable for Wit if I don't have a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Because and, that, and because if I can't be accountable to, if she can't be accountable to me, it means that we don't have a relationship. But if mm-hmm. we have a relationship, she knows that she can trust me to share things with me. Mm-hmm. She knows she can come to me and say, hey, well, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. Can we talk about it? Can we pray? And then the relationship that I have with her will let me know, well, hey, I know you've been struggling with this for like six, seven months. We've been talking about this. Like, what, what do you need to do? You know, To be able to come to her and not judge, but to let her know like, hey, this is wrong. And let's move forward and see how we can progress and how you can get better mm-hmm. and overcome this thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There has to be relationship. It's impossible. It's impossible. For anybody, I'm not gonna say it's impossible. It's just wrong. What you said was great. Mm-hmm. For anybody to judge you if they don't even know you, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like Christ can judge us because He knows us. Yep. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And so, a perfect stranger from a, from six feet away or even closer, someone standing right next to you, a perfect stranger can't judge you. They don't know you. Mm-hmm. They don't know your whole story. They they look at you and get a quick synopsis. They take a screenshot and they think that they got it, but they don't. Mm-hmm. It takes that relationship. And relationship come, relationships come with time. You shouldn't have an accountability partner that you met this morning. Mm-hmm. Like, that person can hold me accountable. And you shouldn't be trying to hold anybody accountable that you don't know. If you, like, <laughs> I think that for me, the difference is, um, it's just the difference between opinion and perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like when people just throw opinions out that are unsolicited, you'd be like, who asked? I didn't ask yeah, you actually, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's an unsolicited opinion and really it's rude. Like. You don't even have any type of perspective, right? But if somebody that knows you, that knows the situation, yep. then they offer perspective. Well, it says, I know you said forget them, but like the last time you X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, then they can offer perspective or background. I think that's why that's why the Bible says to judge your brother and sister. And that's mm-hmm. why he follows up saying, "Who do? what business do I have to judge somebody I don't know, right? Because I don't, I think I'm really big on the root of things. Mm-hmm. And it, in order to accurately judge, you have to know the root. There's nobody, even your accountability partner should not be judging you on anything yeah. until they understand Who the battle are. that you're fighting. Yeah. Where did where did this battle originate from? I think that's the that's the only way. Get Otherwise, you're just throwing unsolicited opinions on what you think somebody Ain't should do. And, 
and a lot, so, and, uh, let me say this one thing. Yeah. A lot of times, what we do in regards to that is unsolicited opinions, but it's about it's opinions more so about that person than yeah. the person they're supposed to be talking yeah. to. And, and, and it's a projection, right? It's exactly. one of those things where you see girls, um, or or men just in general, people just projecting things on somebody else. Like I hate people that drive that drive like this, da, 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 but you drive crazy, right? Like you hate, like you're projecting your own thing. Why are you looking at me? Uh, I don't. Know. It just sounded familiar. <laughs> <laughs> But so that's can a, I, you know that's a mild example. But oh, I, I do think, say yeah, yeah. yeah. But you have. But that. I drive safe. <laughs> Very safe. Yeah, she is a I good have, driver. He, he drove yeah, me over. That's true. I have I the have slowest a, driver. I, if I, I could, have, if I could take, if I could take that, and I'm gonna take it a little deeper. I'm gonna, and I just want to be very clear. I'm about to play like the dark side of this of this argument. Oh, welcome, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> so I'm gonna read. Ooh, I'm gonna read. Turn a these lights <laughs> off. I'll be just comfortable. Ghostbusters. Welcome to the Terra Dome. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read a couple of verses out of Romans 14. But before that, Chris said something really good. He said it's about relationship. Real said that, but I'll take credit for that. He story. did. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna give credit to Chris. Like, on thank that you. One. I, I say things like that. Sometimes. I give credit to you. Guys. Have credit. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. That was good. Uh, no, actually, Jarrell said that. We're gonna give credit to Chris. <laughs> Chris, move the points back over to Chris's column. This is how I got here in life. Okay. <laughs> Off of other people's bags. So, oh, so somebody over there. Said somebody in this general. Yeah, vicinity. somebody in that general vicinity said something about relationship. Uh-huh. And um, Wit, I'm connecting. Wit also said like Jesus came. I'm just talking about like Jesus even the plan for when he came. Mm-hmm. Another thing that happened oh. was you said evening the plane. Oh, evening. Right. I'm sorry. Evening the plane. Evening the plane. All I know is fish and bread. Fish and bread. That's all I heard that man eat. I can't speak for nothing else. Fish and bread. Even the plane field, which I agree. Um, and I like the way I like to look at it is like Jesus came and he changed our relationship to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, changed our relationship to sin. To sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right. Like even the way we atone for sin. The way like our relationship with God was changed, so like He changed the relationship just in a lot in, in reference to a lot of things. Okay. So I've always seen the difference between judgment and accountability lying in the like almost lying positionally. Mm-hmm. So in other words, I don't know if y'all went to schools like this, but I went to a I went to a school in elementary school where they had like a discipline policy, mm. and so. Um, I've heard of yeah, so like basically what happens is like your parents when they sign you up for school year they either sign um, that the school can discipline you or they cannot discipline you. Ah, and my parents had this thing right. They said because you're not my child's parent, you cannot discipline them. Why? Because you don't know them like I know them. Okay. And so I that's always how I've seen the difference between judgment and accountability. Okay. To judge to me um, where uh, you know. You know, um, in the Bible, it talks about, like the Lord says, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that I am God. But that is what, when, when, when will that happen? Like, that's when, like, Jesus, well, actually, that's Jesus when, like, he returns. when he returns, right. right? And so, to me, I see judgment and accountability differing in between that relationship. Like, when I see judgment, it's either, like, depart from me, I never knew you, or, like, your boy Tony talked, uh, did a series a few years ago about um, how you're entering the heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Bible also like gives us gives us some description about that in Second Corinthians uh, five ten. Like that judgment is like not necessarily like him, you know, releasing us into like hell, but like those Christians who we are. Like we're gonna have to give an account to what we do and what we've done in the body, and so that judgment will actually affect how we enter in, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so I just wanted to give that to kind of preface a few verses I'm about to read. So like it affects whether you be in a studio or a two bedroom, like when you get your roommate. Essentially, essentially. Type of perch you get. Tony did like a. <laughs> like, excuse me. Everybody ain't gonna handle man. Uh, everybody. everybody most people gonna be on silver level. Most people gonna be to just slid in platinum level. Got their studio and. Hey, look, I'm gonna just thank you for the suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that much space anyway. Excuse me. <laughs> y'all are ignorant. Oh, man. I'm gonna y'all. So. <laughs> So yeah. Roman Romans fourteen. Uh, <laughs> I ain't work out on, on Earth, <laughs> but I need the You're right. I should have reached out to old boy. But I didn't. <laughs> Y'all I'm gonna take this one bedroom. <laughs> but uh, Romans fourteen verse three: uh, the one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Mm-hmm. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master's servants stand or fall. And they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. So I'm going to skip down a little bit to we'll start. I'll go down to verse 10. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Um, and then he, it, the whole, the whole thing is like, he starts out about like weaker faith versus stronger faith, and then he goes into um, talking about like stumbling blocks, not putting stumbling blocks. And I, I, I naturally um, kind of associate stumbling blocks like That's most of us do with things we do, mm-hmm. i.e., girls walking around in tight jeans, dudes walking around in like really tight shirts and they muscular, um, pictures you post, but. And, and this is just like as I'm, I was, I was working through like the the the, uh, the chapter with uh, some people. What if like the judgment was actually the stumbling block? Like, what if like you passing judgment on your brother was actually like the stumbling block that actually hinders that relationship ah, between you two, right? So it's not that something you're doing, and not to say like stuff you don't, not to say that stuff you do can't be a stumbling block. But here, I think. In light of one's of one's faith being weak and one's faith being stronger, I think Paul's trying to assert that, are, that sometimes a stumbling block can be the, the judgment, judgment that hinders that relationship that brings about that accountability. Because now we see that Paul's saying, "Hey, we're only accountable to God. We are now," and he's specifically talking to like brothers and sisters in Christ. We're only accountable to God. You know, a slave can't be accountable to another slave because I don't own you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause you don't run nothing. You don't run nothing, <laughs> don't run nothing in here. Oh, so sorry. like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> be clear. This my daddy high. I've been running things since I was sixteen. You just getting by. Um, but like, like, and and I, I often think about this verse, uh, this chapter, because I think he does a good job at setting that up. Um, because a lot of times we look at judgment, and we kind of, and not to say you cannot judge or hold people accountable because the way I see holding the way I see like accountability is like our own like version of like judgment like basically saying like hey like this is just the word because that's all accountability is it's pointing you back to what the word says um so like you know just kind of working through that like what are y'all thoughts on that just just that just that that kind of like dynamic between like judgment and accountability the difference between them being like the relationship no that's good that was a that's an excellent point. The judgment itself being a stumbling block. 
I was thinking you when you read this first. Uh, were you done? Or were you about to no, go ahead. Okay. Well, he just started. Um, yeah. Oh, well, he paused. Oh, I thought he was done. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. See, that's why. Because that's why. Stumbling, <laughs> stumbling blocks. <laughs> not going to go there. My <laughs> yes, let us pray. Um, <laughs> begin to pray. Um, when you say here, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God, and you said we always think that we would judge off the things that we did do, but I was thinking that I don't, I don't think that we will because Jesus, that's like that's what Jesus said. I think what we'd be judged for is the things that we don't do. I think we'll be judged for all of the things that we didn't do that God was telling us. I think we'll be judged for our for disobedience. I think we'll be judged for the. Per- judge for the person that we didn't reach out to where we because we were busy telling our friend it's time to do xyz you know i, what I, mean? I think that. we'll be we'll be judged for and the reason that i say that um it's because give me just a second well I, I i said account so maybe not like yeah well no but it, but just in general like i think um as far as like accountability versus judgment um i think i just think accountability has to stand separate because i think one stems out of love and the other one stems out of pride right it's only pride that makes you feel like you had ability to that you should have the right to judge anybody exactly right? yes yeah, i agree and i think that that jesus yes. he directly says go ahead and keep judging because the measure that you use will be mm-hmm. used right back onto you and, right and, and even to go off of that in john chapter eight uh i can't remember what it's like Somewhere like 12 or something like that. But John chapter 8, Jesus is literally trying to defend who he is mm-hmm. to the Pharisees. And he says, even by your standards, I am. He's basically saying, like, even by your standards, I am I am whole. I am yeah. complete because I don't judge. And if I do judge, I judge basically from, like, the will of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't judge from your standards. I judge from the Lord's standards because I am me. He is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. so, like, even that, I think that's a very good point. But what I, but I want to ask a question to clarify. So are you saying when we get to heaven, we only give an account for the bad, the things we don't do, or? So I'm think so when I think about things that that upset God, right? I think about like um, a liar, somebody that that starts trouble, disobedience, right? Like mm-hmm. these are things that the Bible has that God says. If anything gonna piss me off verbatim, pretty mm-hmm. much, it's gonna be this, right? Um, and so when I think um about what did I do? Ask the question one more time. So, because I, I, in verse twelve and, and, and fourteen it says we'll have to give an account to the God, to God for and the things I, I, we didn't do. Okay, I got you. I remember. I, yeah. So Sorry, I mom. always assume that you know, good or bad, we we'll have to answer that question. Yeah. See, and I don't think that that's it because I think good or bad, Jesus justified us, right? I think we'll have an account for the things that we didn't do. So, when speaking of being justified, when I think about like the Bible study, the story of the rich young ruler, right? So Michael Todd preached on that this past Sunday, so I went back and read that story, and a line that stuck out to me was. Jesus, when a young man, so he asked, for anybody that doesn't know, um, there was this rich young ruler, and he sees Jesus walking along, and he's like, hey, I want to rock with you. Like, how, what do I need to do? Like, how do I become a good person? Jesus is like, you know how to be a good person, right? Like, follow the commandments. Don't don't hurt your mother. Don't hurt your brother, X, Y, Z. First, he told him, wasn't nobody good. Yeah, he except said, nobody's good except for God. Good. Nobody's good except for God. That's mm-hmm. the first thing he said, right? Um, but then he tells him, well, if you, if you want to feel good, right, mm-hmm. then do these <laughs> things, right? Because that's what he said. Yeah, basically. And then the young man was like, oh, okay, bet. Like, I already do that stuff. And then the Bible says that seeking to be justified, the young man asked him what else, right? So seeking for Jesus to say, you are, you're good, to pat him on the back and say, no, you check my good boy. And so that's why Jesus said, give up all of your things, right? And so the reason that I bring that up is because I think the things that we don't do are the things that hold us back, 
right, from doing what God needs us to do. And the things that we don't do, God can do, take the things that we do and he can work them together for the good of those who love the Lord. But the things we don't do, that's disobedience and that's a hindered plan, right? The people that we didn't reach, that's a soul that was lost. The, pe- the jobs that we didn't take, that when God told you to leave your job, mm-hmm. that those are people at the workplace that were abandoned. So I think it's, it's more so what you did, the disobedience, mm-hmm. as opposed to you taking the wrong steps, right? Like I think sin as a whole, like you said, Jesus came and changed the whole relationship for sin. So that's completely pointless for it. Like God says in the Bible, I don't listen, I don't even judge anymore. I, mm-hmm. I gave that job to my son. I don't even do that. God yeah. pretty much, the way I see it is he said, I don't want to say retire, but he said it like, you know, when a father passes the, the torch to his son, which is what he did. He's like, I don't, I don't sit on, I don't judge anymore. I, I leave that to my son. I just sit here in a, in a space of love and look at y'all and see him. And I just be like, oh, look at my grandbabies. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of where God is. And so I think, to your, to your point, I think that's why I say we'll be judged for the things that we don't do, mm. because those are the things. Jesus can't do anything with the stuff that you didn't do, right? Like, the the directions that you didn't follow, the moves that you didn't make, the the risks that you were scared to take, the, the things that you let fear block you from. Mm-hmm. You didn't even put it out, so Jesus can't do anything with it, and so you're you're held accountable for it because you didn't start that tax business, like I told you. So this church went under, and so seven seventy five different people. We watched the video like that in lit. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. We watched the video like that in lit. Where it's on YouTube. God is making you give yeah. account for my soul. Like, exactly where he's like. He's I, like, I, I only gave y'all God. one job, right? Uh-huh. It goes back to the story in Zechariah. I made everybody a priest, right? I gave you one job. That's to go out and conquer the territory that I have given to you, right? And and I'm of the camp that the earth and the fullness thereof belong to the Lord. So I don't believe, I believe that anything bad that we see and look at and say is bad is, is a perverted version of something that, that could be used for God's glory. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, anything. Um, and so that that's kind of why I say you'll be judged for the things that you don't do because I think, if we if we still judge for the things we do do, then we should still be sacrificing bulls, and we should Very still true. be, you know what I'm saying? Like, geez, what did what Jesus come for? for? Yeah, what he wasted for? his time at true that story. point. But we, but the things that we didn't do, mm-hmm. we, because we were free to do all things, but not all things are profitable. Maybe you, maybe we'd be judged for all of the not profitable things we did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You was free to do whatever, but you, here you was just blowing away. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up on this point because we gotta we gotta wrap it up on this. But uh, kind of, I just had this last thought based off what you said. How I think it's interesting. Jesus said, "Why do you call me good? Nobody is good but the, but Father. the Father." Like Jesus of all people, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we're talking about judging, because um, that's essentially what you're doing—you're calling something good or bad. And here's why you can't judge from that perspective. And here's why I don't think I can ever accept full responsibility for other people's judgments or mm-hmm. stumbles based on my actions, <laughs> especially if I'm not doing anything that I know is wrong. Um, and we've had talks about this like as a, as a team, as a squad. Um, what's good, what's right for one may not be good or right for the other. Mm-hmm. What The way God talks to you, the, what God instructs you to do, the way God instructs you to run your ministry, carry out his will, whatever, whatever he's instructing you to do is going to look different than the person to your right or your left. So if I'm looking at you with no relationship, looking at your actions that maybe don't align with mine, that maybe go against my ideology or what I think or my interpretations of the Bible, and I assess that that's wrong and I place a judgment on you, essentially I'm I'm dictating that what I believe is right or what I believe is righteous versus what you're doing when you could be completely in, in line with what God's telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And then I could take it a step further and maybe say, okay, because I don't understand grace and understand some people are graced to do this while others aren't. So I have to use wisdom. I just take your actions and then repeat them. And, mm-hmm. they, and it doesn't yield the same result for me. 
and now you're a stumbling block to me because I don't understand, I'm judging or I don't understand grace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's important. Uh, it's important on both on both ends because I'm not, I can never just remove the responsibility or the the responsibility to consistently be a light like we've been preaching and, and saying today, to be a light in every situation. But over, over anything, use wisdom and and um, always don't seek to judge people without understanding their perspective, understanding why they're doing what they're doing, without having a relationship with them. Essentially, is what we're saying, because um, that's not the way. That's not how God calls us to judge. He never calls judgment without relationship. He wouldn't judge. He didn't. He didn't. He wouldn't judge us without relationship. He came down here as a man to develop a relationship with man, so he could properly judge us. So he can't say, "I've walked with you." I, I felt what you felt. So now as a man and as God, I can relate to you and I can call you to your standard. And if but, you don't have the relationship, it's because you you rejected him. Yeah, exactly. Only way. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole point was to restore yeah. that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, was the whole, that was the whole point. That's yeah. it. Um, so on that note, we're going to sign off on this one. We can call it Stumbling Blocks. It just came to me. That's what we're supposed to call it anyway. Stumbling Blocks. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Fred ain't in here right now. I don't know where he been. Fred on the wood Fred chips. Fred on the grill. Yeah, Fred, Fred out there on the mesquite chips. Fred on the wood He's grilling steaks and shrimps and pies. Grilling <laughs> the pie? You know how to grill pie? Yeah. You have? No. I was about to say, what? No. I haven't eaten grill pie. I don't I'm kidding. Pie. I'm kidding. Yeah, pie is gross. Shout out to FK for hosting us. <clears throat> Appreciate y'all pulling up, breaking bread, getting fed. Shout out to the squad coming through on this quarantine Sunday. We'll see y'all next time. That's most Peace. Sunday. 2020, ain't it? <laughs> and quarantine 2020? Quarantine Bye. 2020.